In each case, the horse was always treated as an individual, focusing on what the horse seemed to need at the time. By handling the horse's real-time needs and not forcing him into a one-size-fits-all training program, the kind that has a tendency to disregard the horse's individual issues, he was often able to develop a foundation of trust and understanding in a relatively short period of time. From there, rehabilitation and ultimately training usually moved along rather smoothly, eventually leading to the horse becoming a solid and trustworthy mount for any potential new owner. This is a quote from Horseman, clinician, and author Mark Rashid in his book, Finding the Missed Path, The Art of Restarting Horses. Mark was describing the approach used by the old horseman he worked for as a youngster. Welcome to the daily second half horsemanship podcast, where we talk about using your mind more than your muscles on the path to better horsemanship in the second half of life. The podcast features a thought for the day six days a week, and a more in-depth discussion or interview on Saturdays. I'm your host, Paul Sherland. Earlier this week, I was asked about whether I would be talking about skills in the podcast and on the website. These might be horsemanship skills, riding skills, groundwork skills, horse care skills, and so on. A few Google searches reveal the fact that there are pages and pages of websites videos, and books offering to teach these sorts of skills. So do I have a unique set of skills that are suited for you and your horse in the second half of life? No, I don't. Furthermore, if someone tells you that he or she is the only person who has the videos or a course or a clinic or a podcast or a book with the skills that you need for your horse to become, as Mark's quote says, a solid and trustworthy mount for any potential new owner, I'd warn against it. As Mark says in the quote, don't force your horse into a one-size-fits-all training program. Don't disregard the horse's individual issues. Do handle the horse's real-time needs. Who's in the best position to recognize your horse's individual issues? You are. Who is the best person to handle your horse's real-time needs? You are. Don't be an uncritical applier of skills learned from an instructor, clinician, book, or video. Be a critical and creative evaluator of information and diverse approaches that meet the needs of your horse and meet your needs in the second half of life. Spend time with your horse. Do undemanding things with your horse. Let your horse become comfortable with you. Apply the knowledge you've gained in horsemanship and in other areas to work with your horse. Recognize also that you may not have the skills or the time to respond to your horse's issues. With that critical and creative evaluation of information may come the realization that you can't be safe with your horse or that someone with more skills or time may be needed. It's a hard decision to part with your horse, but sometimes it might be necessary. 
it might be the best decision for you and your horse. I'm going to quote Apple founder Steve Jobs from his commencement speech at Stanford University in 2005. He was conveying second half of life wisdom to the first half of life graduates. Again, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. In the second half of life, you have the opportunity to set aside the ego of the first half of life. You can look back at your experiences with horses and with humans to connect the dots in a way that will work for your horse, yourself, and your life. Be creative. Treat your horsemanship as an art that demands unique and creative approaches. Don't be afraid to experiment. Trust that the dots will connect in the future. But always keep your safety and the safety of your horse in mind. In some situations, the dots will connect in the future for you with a different horse. I recommend reading and rereading the Steve Jobs speech if you haven't already done it. Here's another quote. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. So don't let the noise of others' opinions at your barn or on Facebook drown out your inner voice. Have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition. Be an advocate for your horse, yourself, and your relationship with your horse. Being an advocate for your horse, yourself, and your relationship with your horse may mean parting with your horse if your safety requires that. In closing, I'm not going to be talking about various skills associated with horsemanship. Instead, the podcast and the website will encourage you to evaluate diverse sets of skills, experiment with them, and find the ones that work best for you and your horse. Find the approach that works for your horse and for you to build a solid and trustworthy mount for any potential owner. The Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society Training Challenge is coming up in October here in Texas. This is an event where professional and amateur trainers spend three to four months training rescued horses to give them a new start in life. If you'd like to donate to the Blue Bonnet Horsemanship Training Challenge, I'll have a link to the Blue Bonnet Equine Humane Society website in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Second Half Horsemanship Podcast. If you're also on the Second Half Horsemanship journey, please leave a comment on our website, secondhalfhorsemanship.com. We're always looking for topic and interview ideas. When I use links to books, 
products, and services in the podcast, some of those links might be referral links. As an Amazon associate, I earn from qualifying purchases. I earn a small commission when you purchase something through those links, but you will not be charged more by using the links. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help the podcast reach a larger audience. Thank you very much.